So let's jump into the Q&A. The first question that came up during the week that I thought would be awesome and a lot of you I think would appreciate was somebody asked the question, what is the difference between uh, doing an NLP session, neuro-linguistic programming, or doing a, a practitioner session or a breakthrough session, whatever you want to call it, doing some kind of a session work and doing coaching? And I thought, that's, a, that's actually a really good question because what I find is sometimes practitioners uh, or coaches, they'll, they sell or try to structure coaching but what they're actually doing is session work, like practitioner session work. And sometimes people want to do practitioner or session work or breakthrough work, but they set it up in a coaching format. So I thought it would be great if I could explain from my perspective the difference between the two and when and how to structure each one. So here's how it works. To me, if you're doing practitioner or uh, any kind of a session work or breakthrough session work, what that is is all about helping someone get from A to B. Right? Usually it's either somebody's stuck in some way and you're getting them unstuck, right? They're, they're, they need to break through somewhere, or it's at least like there's a major element of either a behavior that has to change that either, two things for a behavior. The first thing is it's either a behavior they're doing that they need to stop doing, or a behavior that they're not doing that they need to start doing. That makes sense, right? Um, that's what in my book, Total Freedom from Addictions. That's kind of that's what I talk about as a uh, definition and description for addiction: is you compulsively do something you don't want to do, or you compulsively don't do something you do want to do. And that's actually the, the the reverse model, but it's the same thing, right? Someone who can't seem to eat healthy food or can't seem to floss. It's the addiction to not flossing, which I definitely fall into sometimes. Um, but you know, there, there's that piece, right? So that's the the breakthrough session piece. It should be about breaking through, getting to the next level, getting unstuck, or working on a specific problem or outcome. Okay, here's the the trick though: when the outcome is achieved, or the problem is gone, or or the behavior's changed, do you need to do more sessions? Right? No, you're done at that point. There's there's nothing more to do. The flip side though is coaching. So people, you know, they they want to be coaching. Here's what coaching is it, to me: coaching is accountability and continual momentum. That's what coaching is for. So there could be some roadblocks on the way, but I like to think of coaching as, you know, for structure, I might do um, a 30-minute call every two weeks for six months in a row. Now, if somebody came to me for a problem, I wouldn't say, oh yeah, I'll work with you for six months every couple weeks. That doesn't make any sense, right? If they came to me with a problem and said, I want to, I want to get rid of this phobia, I'm going to say, great, let's sit down and let's work on this phobia. And then after the session, the problem should be gone or drastically diminished, but probably gone. And then I might do a few follow-up sessions, and that's the end of it, okay? Um, so, coaching is about accountability and momentum. April says she loves coaching, that's so awesome. And here's, you know what's funny, April? I hate coaching, <laughs> I, I do. Um, I used to think I liked to coach, and one of my first coaches from Tony Robbins years ago, she said, well, you, are you more of a trainer, which is what I call a practitioner, a trainer, um, uh, you know, someone doing sessions, are you more of that or are you more of a coach? And I said, I think I'm a coach. And she said, and she broke down a little bit of the difference. And I thought, huh, I'm not a coach. Because one of the things I, I, I don't like, honestly, and, and the, the truth is, I only take between three to six private coaching clients a year. So for the most like elite program called Pinnacle Elite, where like I basically mentor you into doing the workshop business, same as I do, and putting you on stage and promotion, it comes with a year of coaching. But literally, it's like the most high-end possible program that you can do with me, and it's one 30-minute call every month. I am not the best personal accountability ongoing coach. So what I do is I actually outsource that to Mike, who's my top coach by far. Yeah, I'm careful about that because it's not really by far. I just kind of said that because um, all of our coaches are really good. Uh, but Mike is, I guess Mike's my oldest coach that's been with me. He's not that old, but you know, he's been with me for a while. 
So I have, I, I have my high-end clients go through coaching with Mike for the year, and then I also check in once a month just to see how they're doing and kind of get a personal touch with them. But as far as like keeping accountability ongoing every week or every two weeks, that's not my strength. That's not the thing I love. Um, where my genius comes in is being able to sit down with someone one-on-one -on -one and like figure out what's going on, um, help to isolate the patterns of, of language or the patterns of behavior and, and make changes. So if you, if you love doing whatever it is, you know, healing work, practitioner work, um, breakthrough work, then you probably want to look at doing practitioner sessions, right? So here's how I would structure that. This is my favorite structure. It's really easy. Um, you don't want to do a punch card where you say, hey, I'm going to do some sessions with you. How about 10 sessions for $1,000? And if you get all 10, it's, you know, 750 or something like that. I don't know, whatever you charge is up to you. That's, that's not what I'm talking about today. Um, but a lot of people would do that. Um, massage therapists, for instance, or other kind of therapists, counselors, they'll usually basically do one session at a time, pay for one session, do one hour, and then if you want to buy more, you can. So instead, what I would do is package and do something more like two to eight hours, depending on the problem, depending on what your modality is, depending on how you want to do things. So I, I like three. So I'll do three hours as a breakthrough session or three hours as, as a jumpstart session. Name is, is irrelevant. And, and I'd start the person off, I'd say there's three parts of this package. The first part is you get a pre-coaching call. So we're gonna have a call for 30 minutes before your session, and we're gonna go over your outcomes and make sure that we set up your session for success. Part number two um, is a three hour in person or on Skype or Zoom or whatever uh, conference call. And that's three hours in a row, total immersion, and we do a breakthrough and we, and we do this change work. And then afterwards, I love doing follow-up sessions. So follow-up sessions, sorry, I'm just cruising around the room here, making you dizzy. I'm looking for the, the place where light is, uh, is the best for me, <laughs> I think. Um, so I like doing follow-up sessions, but I don't like doing ongoing coaching. So if you're doing a session type work, practitioner session, what you wanna do is end the relationship as far as the work you promise to do for the result they want at a certain point. So I'm gonna say, great, after our breakthrough session, we'll do three follow-up sessions. Pay attention to this, it'll be one seven days later, one 30 days later, and one 90 days later. So you have after a week, a month, and a quarter, okay? Seven days, 30 days, and 90 days, and each one is as long as you need it to be. It could be 15 minutes, it could be half an hour, um, but basically the, the point is, is to check in, see how the problem went, see that it's still gone, see if there's any issues creeping up or, or any, anything returning, um, and then you can talk to them and work through it with them um, and get them back kind of on track. Um, a lot of what I do in a follow-up session is also reframing. I'll mention that too. Um, people, so often in a follow-up session, what'll happen is something will happen and then people will make it mean what it doesn't mean. I'll give you a quick example, you like this story. Um, I had a client uh, a while back, years ago, really, really nice guy, but his problem was he was about 60 years old and he couldn't sleep through the night. I shared this with a live course, so some of you might have heard this. Um, he couldn't sleep through the night and he was having like night terrors. He'd wake up at like two, three in the morning, just like freaked out. Like he, and his, his words were, it felt like the world was coming in on me. It was collapsing around me and I was freaked out and I can't go back to bed and I'm just, and my sleep is terrible. So he was having like anxiety and panic attacks and he couldn't sleep. So we worked together. We did a full extended uh, five hour breakthrough session and, and uh, then. 
I probably would do in three hours now just because I know more what to look for, but especially if you're early on in the career, give yourself more time. The longer you do it, the more patterns you'll notice and the faster you can probably kind of cut through uh, the stories. So I did five hours with him, total breakthrough, it was amazing. A week later, I check in, how's it going? And he said, terrible. I said, oh boy, well, but here's the thing, don't just take someone's word for it. Say, terrible, that's awesome. Um, tell me about that, right? Like, like, why is it terrible? And he said, well, I'm still waking up in the middle of the night. So a good practitioner, I always wanna find more to the story, right? Tell me the rest of this. So I said, okay, great, so what time is the middle of the night to you now? And he said, oh, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning, usually 4.30, I'm, I'm up and I can't go back to bed. And I thought about it, and I realized this. In his mind, he was still waking up too early because he thought he should wake up at maybe 7 or something. But in my mind, I remember that he said he woke up at 2, 3 in the morning, and now he's waking up at more like 4.30. He said sometimes 5 o'clock. So I asked him an interesting question. I said, hey, buddy, what time are you going to bed? And he said, oh, you know, 8.30, 9 o'clock. I go to bed pretty early. <laughs> I, just, I just thought, wow, that's so great. Um, so let me get this straight. So you go to bed at 8.30 or 9, and then you wake up about seven and a half or eight hours later, fully rested, and you can't go back to sleep. Is that right? And he said, yeah. So I kind of let it sink in what he was saying, and then he went, oh. I said, yeah, it looks like you actually are getting back to a normal sleep schedule. It's just that you get to wake up and start your day fresh earlier than you expected. I said, how are the night terrors? He said, oh, those are gone. I said, what about the anxiety at night? He said, no, yeah, no, that's gone completely. <laughs> I just thought, oh my gosh. So, so here's the thing, if, you, if I didn't do the follow-up session, what would happen is he would have lived every other day thinking that this thing didn't work and that we didn't get anywhere. But the reality is, we did the follow-up session so I could reframe what he thought was negative behavior and actually help him understand that that was uh, success and that he was moving forward and, and it was a positive thing. So um, follow-up sessions are so important. So do one seven days, 30 days, and 90 days out. But at that point, your direction should always be focused on what had happened. Is it still changed? Is it still gone? Are you still moving forward? Do you feel great? Awesome. I'll check in again a little bit later. Um, and then once you finish checking in, that's it. So another thing you wanna watch for in follow-up sessions, um, number one is what does it mean, right? So make sure that if they got something good, it means something good. The second thing that might show up though is sometimes new problems creep in and the clients aren't aware of it. See, if, imagine you have layers, layers in front of your face and you have several layers of problems. And when I remove a layer and it's gone, you don't notice that you don't notice that that pattern anymore. You don't notice that problem anymore because it's not there anymore. What do you see instead? If you move one layer, all you see is the next, right? So sometimes when a problem that you've lived with for so long is totally gone, some people recognize right away and they can't believe it's gone. Other people, after time, they begin to see only the other problems that they weren't paying attention to before. So you want to really, really listen when when you do a follow up and ask them how's it going? Has everything changed? Um, I never ask people, this came from Mike Begala, it was a great line, he never said, so how's it going? Because if you ask someone in a follow-up session, how's it going, they're going to tell you, how's it going? They're going to say what's happening now, and they might have another problem. They might be having an issue or something, they might be down, um, and they're going to talk all about that, and then they're going to misunderstand and think that your session, your follow-up, maybe even your guarantee if you made one, um, is all connected and related to how they feel today. When here's the truth. If I worked with you on, say, a phobia, I want to know if the phobia is gone. 
hear me right, I don't really care how you feel today. I, I do, but that might be a different thing, right? Like if, if, if we got rid of a phobia and that's gone, the problem's gone, and now you feel sad because your relationship isn't working, well, like, if I just say, how's it going, it'll kind of tie into it. And what I see a lot of practitioners do, especially newer ones, I know I did this a ton, um, I got, like, you have such a big heart, and, and now somebody, your client, they paid you money, um, you worked with them, and they're telling you how they're, they're still hurting, so what do you do? You either, because of your heart, you go help them, or because of your guilt, you help them, thinking, oh my gosh, they paid me, like, I don't want them to be mad at me, I said I would work with them and make sure that, that everything changed. Obviously, they have issues, I have to work with them. So a way to keep clean boundaries in your follow-up is this. Um, hope there's a, there's a few gems that are coming out in this just as I'm talking it out, so I hope this is worthwhile for you guys. Um, okay, cool, thanks, man. Thanks, Bruce. <laughs> uh, he's always giving me likes, I like you, man. So the question to ask instead of how's it going is, is you can ask a question like, hey, how's the problem been since we last worked together? Or I like to talk about the problem you used to have how do you know it's different now? Um, talk about the differences. So I'm just curious, you know, so we worked on the phobia a week ago. Um, how's it been different since then? How have you felt since then around the phobia specifically, right? How, like, how, how have you acted around escalators, right? Have you enjoyed being on escalators and so forth? So you ask them the question about the problem they had, ask them a question about the thing they wanted to do, not a question that's general like, how's it going? Okay. So now what happens is you, you ask them that and they're going to tell you and what might happen is more will creep up, right? And they'll say, oh my gosh, yeah, the phobia is gone. It's amazing. I've been on escalators ever since. It's so great. Thank you so much. But I've been having, I've just been also feeling a little down lately in my marriage. And let's just say they start talking about that. Excuse me. As a practitioner, what you can do now is keep a really clean boundary. You can certainly help them. And like you want to be like like just an honest, straightforward practitioner. Like be the dream mechanic that everybody wants. So your dream mechanic, you want you, if you go, hey, I thought didn't you already work on my car last month? They're gonna pull out the invoice and say, yes, I did. And see, here's the thing: you said it was knocking, so the knocking was a fuel pump, and we fixed the fuel pump. Okay, and that's what we did. And here's everything we took care of, and you're all set. This week. I know it's close to the session we did, but this week there's there's uh, a rumble or I don't know anything about cars, but there's something else happening on the other side of the hood. So that looks like this belt needs to be replaced. So is it pretty honest and clear to say, yeah, if a car has a new problem, clearly you need to fix that too. I'm not taking advantage of you. I'm not trying to, to charge you twice for the same fix. I'm just saying if something's broke, I'll fix it. If something else is going on, I'll fix it again. Right? Or not again, but I'll fix the, the new thing you have. So that's a great way to say that. So here's, here's what I would say if, if they ask me. They say, well, you know, but I worked with you and I thought I'd feel better. And I go, look, I, I, certainly I, I love that and I think that's a great way. But I want to remind you what we talked about during the session. During the session, you said that the main outcome you had was to be able to get rid of this phobia of escalators. This is just my example. And the way you'd know that is because you could ride up and down, you know, for you know, like five minutes in a row. So so that's really important. That's the main piece we worked on. Um, so it sounds like from what you said that that's gone and you're feeling better about that. Is that correct? Yeah? Okay, great. So, and, and I love this, but now what I'm hearing is you're, there's kind of another area in life that you're having trouble with and it's this and this in a relationship. I said, listen, if you'd like to chat with that, we totally could. I'm very open to talking about it. And if you'd like my help to work on that too, we can set up a new appointment to work on that as well. Is that something you'd like to do? And if that makes sense, you just, you're very direct, very open, um, and you just tell them how it is. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And then what happens is the follow-up session now basically finishes. Technically, you conclude the follow-up session for the session you did, and that now converts and becomes a consultation for your next session, right? Or your next package that you'll offer them to, to work on another area in life. So that's a little bit about the difference between, that's what I would do on practitioner, and that's a little bit about the follow-up session structure. Um, so the last piece is coaching. If you're gonna do coaching session, the idea behind coaching is coaching should be accountability and forward momentum. So it's about a couple things. Coaching is about goals, about setting specific actions in place to, uh, to obtain those goals, and then about accountability to keep, keep you and the client moving forward. So that's what you want, right? So goals, action plans, and accountability to keep the client moving forward. That's what coaching is. So to me, the best coaching structure is either weekly or bi-weekly at the furthest away, but weekly is actually great. Some people actually like daily. And you can do it all different ways. It can be phone, it can be text, it can be email, right? Um, it depends on what you want to do, but I think accountability is so key. Um, Mike was just sharing, there's a study done on, uh, on coaching clients where what they, they, they looked at the success of all people who were um, high-level coach or high-level coached, being coached, and had massive success with their coaching. And what, the, what they found was the one thing in common with all the people who were getting results in their coaching was the action they took between sessions. In fact, there was a 93% correlation between the success of the coaching clients and the action they took between the sessions. So there was nothing more important. The coach didn't have to say anything magical. You know, like the session didn't matter nearly as much as setting up the goal and the action and then the accountability. So in between sessions, they would take an action and continue getting momentum and results. So that's what coaching is about. Uh, I personally don't do coaching longer than six months at a time. If somebody wants more than six months, we'll do six months first, and then we can reassess and say, do we still need this level of coaching? Is it still valid for you? Do you still want me as a coach or one of my other coaches? Do you still want to do the bi-weekly or the weekly? Do you want to move to a bi-weekly, et cetera, right? Kind of what does that look like? So I wouldn't go more than six months. I also wouldn't go less than 90 days. That's just my opinion. I realize there's a lot of valid ways to coach and you may have learned a different way and that's totally okay. My personal opinion, the way I like to do it is 90 days at the shortest, six months at the longest if you're doing coaching specifically. Um, they should all be short sessions, 15 minutes to 45 minutes max, I, I think. If, you're doing, if you do an hour or longer, what you're gonna do is you're not really gonna be coaching, you're gonna be doing sort of practitioner work also and you'll be helping them break through things and it's just it's not really what you're looking for if you're doing coaching. If you want to do both and you love both, then what do you do? You do a breakthrough. You say, my, my six-month coaching starts with a breakthrough. I'll do three hours. Uh, we'll do a full breakthrough. Then I'll do a follow-up call to see how that went. And then we'll begin our coaching relationships. So you can actually do both. So I would have one package of each if you are in this profession. Um, also, if you're a client and you're looking for a coach or looking for a practitioner, I would look for that structure as well. Know the difference between I have a problem and I need to make a change that's practitioner, or I want ongoing momentum, accountability, goal setting, actions, and that's a coach. Make sense? Hope that was helpful. Great to see you guys. Um, super, super good uh, hanging out with you. And this was Mondays with Matt, back in action again. I'll see you next Monday. Bye, guys.